Are you going to do that this year or are you going to sit that one out too? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Carrie? Uh, I've actually never, I've never done it. <laughs> Carries through all the races by your house. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, I, uh, I don't know when it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. I'm not going to do O-Ram cause I'm, I'll be in, uh, Colorado, but. O-Ram would be another good one for a lifetime. O-Ram would be a good one. Yeah, I agree. What up, party people? We've got a fun episode this week for y'all as we have Kerry Werner in the studio to break down the racing at Mid-South this past weekend. I wasn't able to make the recording as my son was having surgery at the time the boys were in the studio, but Dylan stepped in as show host, so let's just hope he remembered to hit the record button and didn't just talk about tires the whole time. Sounds like there was some talk about Mid-South, tattoos, and some listener questions sprinkled in, so you'll just have to stick around to confirm. Send any questions you have for the show to bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or hit up our Instagram DMs. All right, let's get this Bonk Bros party started. All right, man. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we want to see. Let's see the, let's see the fresh ink. So the goose got a makeover. Okay, got some shading done. All right, so most people are just listening to this; they can't see this. So if you could describe what your arm looks like right now, that'd be great. All right, so I've got a goose on my bicep with lightning bolt s emojis coming out of his mouth to designate the spirit tour of 2021. Okay, <laughs> that's a moon. Can you see that? There's a dude, moon, dude. How many hours were you in the shop yesterday? That's only so two. Much, two hours for all of that, dude. And the and the sunflower over the elephant. Holy! You got all that in one day. Yeah, that's a lot of tech. Yeah. I'm going back next week. All right. <laughs> Sick. Dylan's like, all right. What a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like no, the dude's wherever real- you are. Is that why you're doing it there instead of like at home? Well, the reason I did this there is because I got the goose here in 2021. And when I got the goose originally, it was just the line work. There was no shading. And as soon as I walked out of the shop, I was like regretting the fact that I didn't get it shaded in. But it's like faux pas to have like somebody else work on somebody else's tattoo art. And so like I had to wait until I came back here to get the same guy to do it. Gotcha. All right. Sick, dude. Yeah, so now I'm going to go for like a five-hour ride today with Russell and my arms would probably fall off. <laughs> what if you crash? I'm like, dude, really? dude, don't say that. Dude, so, I mean, you know what? Uh, how am I going to crash like on the inside of my body? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I was thinking about the other day is, you know the skateboarder Nigel Houston? Mm-hmm. How he's just covered from head to toe with tattoos? Yeah. And skateboarders crash like 90% of the time they do a trick. Like, they only land a trick 10% of the time, and the other 90% they crash. You're saying does, that like it's a real fact. Is that a real fact? Well, I don't know. I made it up. But, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I mean, I, dude, I actually do watch a little bit of skateboarding. And if you watch the, like, raw edits, they just crash and crash and crash and crash and crash, and then they finally land it, right? Mm-hmm. How do you not just fuck up all of your tattoos if you're constantly crashing? Well, don't yeah, they wear, like, jeans? Not I, I mean, I guess, but, like... So yeah. you're not, like, rubbing against the sidewalk? I don't know. It must just be, like, really deep, you know? Like, the tattoo goes deeper than the laceration. Yeah. Or he just doesn't care. 
Maybe if you actually look closely at them, they're all they're all screwed up, but you just can't tell from a distance. Yeah, it's like a billboard. Like if you walk up to a billboard, it's really pixelated. But when you're driving down the highway, it looks great. (laughs) (laughs) Good analogy. Um, All right, so we finally have Scott on the podcast after like three months of silence. So would you like to say something, Scott? I've been busy (laughs) doing Doing what? what? (laughs) I moved. I'm into an unfurnished apartment, so I was like trying to buy a bunch of shit. Get What'd you buy? Did you get furniture? Stuff. I got a bed and like some other stuff. It had like a couch and a table, but I had to get everything for the kitchen. All right, Scott, I, I really don't care about you furnishing your apartment, <laughs> but what I do care about is are you back riding your bike and how is your knee? I rode today, yeah. How is it? It's all or right. Do you still have a tumor in your knee? Oh, oh. No, I got that drained. Okay. I got the cyst drained, yeah. Cool. Got a needle <laughs> stuck in there and did you did you watch it? <laughs> no, it was through the back, so I was like face down and then like <laughs> and the doctor didn't like speak any English. So just, they had like a guy translating and he's like telling me like, Oh, it's too thick. We're going in with a bigger needle. Is that even necessary? Like, why do you even need the translator? I don't like they numbed the the whole area, so I yeah. So why do you have to have a translator saying we need, we're going in with a bigger needle? No, I don't want to hear anything because it's like <laughs> I can barely feel anything. But now I'm like wincing because they're like, oh, they're going to stick a big ass needle in my knee. Yeah, but all right. I don't know. I don't even know if that helped at all. It, it didn't really help. Does it still hurt? Uh. It doesn't hurt anymore, but it just feels like uncomfortable now. I can ride at like 150 watts. Sick, dude. Yeah, perfect. That is uh, that normal for this time of year. Yeah, 150 yeah. watts all, all day. Yeah. So I just go putt around. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully it gets better, man. Um, all right. All right. Well, uh, we got Carrie on the podcast. Both of us did mid south last week. Um, it was. Uh, Carrie, you want to take us through like a, a race breakdown? Because you did you did way better than I did, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, I was just thinking like I'm going to do a race <laughs> recap at some point like on the YouTube's and like uh, I don't know Didn't when this you is just come put out. One out yesterday. No, that was the vlog. Okay, so this is how my this is how my content goes. So I do the race, I get a vlog out, then I do a race recap because all the yeah, masters yeah. racers are like. Oh my God! Tell me your watts. Tell me everything that happened. And so, it's Dude, important. I, so, man, that that is way more content around around one race than I do. I I probably only make race recaps for like thirty percent of the races I do, and everybody just assumes like after every single race, they're like, "Oh, I can't wait for the race recap." And I was like, "Well, probably not going to make one for this race because." <laughs> I, I don't know. That's <laughs> just, why people. That's it, why you have so many followers because everybody's like they don't know when you're going to make videos, and so you just like keep everybody guessing and wanting more scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> scarcity. Well, I I feel like I'm a I'm a quality over quantity YouTuber. You know what I mean? Are you calling me a quantity over quality? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't suggesting that. I wasn't suggesting that. I'm sure. I'm sure your stuff is super quality. Actually, I did. I did watch the vlog, and it seemed it seemed a little bit more quantity, if I'm going to be honest. But <laughs> well, I just I had a really hard time with the Mid South vlog because 
I really wanted to depict like Bobby in there and mm-hmm. like just put as much Bobby being Bobby as I could in there. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Mid South. Uh, well, I mean, you can interject here because like we were together for the first half anyway. So dude, the first, the first 90 minutes of the race. And, and I'll say that the, the, this was almost all thanks to John Borstelman. Yeah. Was, Abs- that was the hardest. I don't want to say the hardest because I, I mean I've done some other races that start really hard like that. But for for a f- relatively flat gravel race, I mean that pay- I I don't know what you thought, but I was like getting close to my max heart rate there for the first yeah. ninety minutes. I think I did a good job of um, like paying attention to or not paying attention, but just being closer to the front and like trying to manage that those splits because like dude, as soon as we turned left off the pavement. Mm-hmm. Porcelain got on the front and just started drilling it in the crosswind. Yeah. And that was like really hard for a bit. But then I was just like, man, if I don't stand top 10 or top 15, this is going to be a really long fucking day. So yeah. I just, dude, Borselman was by, f- I, and I don't know, I don't know how he was riding in the second half. Um, but Borselman, at least in the first half was by far the strongest rider. It seemed like, yeah. Or at least the most aggressive, like yeah. the most willing to put it out there for sure. Yeah. He wasn't uh, even really attacking. He was just going to the front and just drilling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making everybody else pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of video of the beginning of the race where there's just, like, a gap in front of me, gap behind me, and, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, like, five or five to ten bike lengths, and the guy in front of me has the same thing going on. So it's just, yeah, just a bit of a pissing contest there at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, it started. It seemed like it was mellowing out a little bit by the time we rolled into that aid station. But that's when I got a flat and I'm pretty sure it was like a piece of metal or a nail or something. I saw it. I saw it bounce (laughs) off your bike, (laughs) which I'm I'm kind of pissed about because I feel like my setup was more flat proof than probably what 95 percent of people had out there. I had 47s pathfinders i had silica sealant i had uh i had inserts in i was like there's no way i'm flatting this uh and then there i am on the side of the road but did you were you able to plug it or did you have to take that all apart yeah i i was able to plug it but i had to put two plugs in um like i put one plug in it wasn't holding and then i put another plug in um and it held so this cat is is it <laughs> that's my cat. Should I should I take the cat out? Can you hear the cat? Thanks. Whatever. Can you hear the cat? Are you kidding? Me? Me? All right, I'm gonna take the cat out. All right, continue with your, your race. Out? I'm in a room right now. I can take it's it out of this for a room. walk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I thought you were like, oh, I gotta take it outside. No, it's not an outdoor cat. So you just just open the door. Then. No, the door is open. That's why the cat came in in the first place. All right, the cat's leaving. <laughs> Dude, this is a great podcast. <laughs> All right, so, um, so Carrie, you got a flat too around that time? Uh, maybe like two miles. I wouldn't call it a flat. It was like maybe two miles before the aid. Yeah. I felt my rear tire getting squishy, so I ripped over to the side. I couldn't see anything, and so I put a CO two in it, and then I uh, and then like there was like this little like pin prick almost of stands coming out near a corner knob, mm-hmm. and so I just like. Luckily, the stand sealed it, and then I just got back on it. Gotcha. And then I, I think I only had to chase for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Because it was, like, everybody started to sit up right at that aid area, which was yeah. 
convenient. Right. So, and then, so my second half of the race, I was basically just working with the chase group. There was probably after the aid station, there was probably, I would say a half hour or so where I could see you guys up the road, but you guys were so far up the road that it was like, it was not going to happen. We were told multiple times by, well, not multiple times, maybe once by the, the vehicle that you guys were like a minute, just over Mm -hmm. a minute and some change back or something. Yeah. So that's when we were like, as soon as we turned off the aid and like turned into the headwind, everybody was just like looking at each other and like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we were pedaling like 150 watts, barely just moving. It's my nobody zone. Wanted... <laughs> yeah, we got ridden with Scott, <laughs> but nobody wanted to do anything because of the wind. And yeah. then it took us like a solid 30 or four, like maybe 30 minutes to like really get organized. And then we yeah. started getting after it again. Gotcha. Um, and then the single track, what happened there? Um, yeah. So we, I mean, we stayed together the whole way in and there was like maybe eight of us come into it. And I knew that I, I just knew it was going to break apart just based, <laughs> just based on yeah. watching those guys like handle the, the, the few 90 degree turns out on gravel. Like <laughs> I knew there was some, <laughs> there was some discrepancies in handling ability. So I knew sure. that it, uh, Payson led into it, followed by Borselman and then me. And then um, Nicholas Roach, I think, was behind me. Um, and I did the single track with Roach at Cedar City or at uh, Lawrence, Kansas BWR. So I knew, like, having him behind me, I'd, I'd probably get a little bit of a daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, Payson got away a little bit from Borselman. So I came around him. And then by the end, Borselman bridged back up. And so basically it was just like pacing me, Borselman coming out. And that was like maybe 10 second gap. Yeah. And we just stayed on it and it eventually grew um, all the way into town. I think we had like two minutes by the time we got into, into town. So did they, did they have the roads blocked off for you in town or not? Uh, For sure. That, that like left hander where we crossed like four lanes Mm-hmm. that was blocked and then there was one stoplight in like closer to town like right before you made the left hand turn onto the finish like the finish straight kind of there was like you crossed one one of the more major intersections and there was a vehicle there but it was also quite hectic because there was like mm-hmm. 50 milers getting through that intersection and then like oh god the lead vehicle was behind us and just like literally honking from the time we hit the university until we got to the finish line mm-hmm. which was super annoying <laughs> yeah but i guess it was safe i don't know i guess yeah um and it was looked it? like it looked like payson started his sprint way early yeah there was like that little rise like maybe there was a little rise coming in and it was like maybe 500 meters to go <laughs> And I was just not paying attention, did not pre-ride the finish. I had no idea what was coming. And, like, had I looked back and saw Payson, like, dangling, he was dangling, like, 10 or 15 bike lengths back. And I was leading, and so, like, into the hill, as soon as we hit the hill, he, like, wound it up on the flat and just, like, boosted. I think John saw it coming, and I just got a little caught off guard. And so I was, like, starting my sprint already on the hill which didn't work out for me well Mm. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Payson went pretty early. I was surprised actually because you come up over that rise and you still have like another 200 meters to go off the top. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was going to say about the finish of Mid South. Um, what you know, Bobby puts on a great race, and it's you know it's all good vibes, and and uh, I mean he's like he's probably one of the reasons where why gravel is where it's at right now. But the finish of his race is awful. And everybody agrees that it's awful and no one has no one has the balls to say it either to his face or on social media. You know what I'm saying? Why is it yeah. awful? Because you have to go through live traffic to get to the finish. And he can't why can't they just like close it for or have like a crossing guard or something? Yeah, I know they should. And and I, I I hope that Bobby is listening to this because last year he no he way sent out, <laughs> at he least sent out, right now <laughs> he sent out a rate he sent out a race survey and I dude I have I never have left a bad Yelp review I never like I'm not that kind of person to like write you know give feedback on anything like I I, I just don't do that I'm not I'm not saying I, I'm actually glad that people do do that because if I'm trying to buy do something, you give then I'm, good Yelp reviews. No, I don't give any Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> no Yelp reviews. I just don't take the time out of my day to do that. But he sent a survey last year, and he's like, "Is there anything that we, you know, he's asking about the race, and is there anything that we can improve with the race?" And I was like, "You know, yeah, there is something you can improve. You can improve the finish because we shouldn't be riding through live traffic at the end of a race." And he didn't do anything about it. Um, I don't know how many, the only one, maybe I was, but everybody that I talked to is in agreement with me. So, um, no, I I'm in agreement. I mean, like, I don't think it's a big deal, like out in the, you know, out in the outside of the city limits where you're just like crossing a, a handful of roads here and there, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's okay. But yeah, I think like coming into town, I mean, like we were fortunate enough to have the vehicle behind us and like, that mm-hmm. like a little extra bit of safety, but yeah. it was still pretty chaotic and sketchy. So the chase group that I was in, we had to stop for like probably 30 seconds at two traffic lights coming into town. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's the same. It's the same for everybody coming in from behind. It's like, it, you know, I, the, the lead vehicle might try to stop traffic for the leaders, but it's like everybody else. It's like, you're doing an alley cat race, basically, you know? So yeah. if it's a red light, do you have to stop until it turns green or are people like running it? I know you ran it probably. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, he's not going to yeah. admit to breaking the law. on the. I, I actually <laughs> didn't, I actually didn't run it. I put a foot down and stopped and just, I just waited for the sprint. And then, you know, Keel was in my group. So he ab- absolutely demolished all of us. But, um, yeah, uh, I just, I don't know, man. It would it would suck if somebody got hurt because they got hit by a car at the end of the race. It would suck for everyone. So I, either either put the finish line at the edge of town where you don't have to cross any major intersections or have the intersections manned by police. You know what I mean? Hey, don't you think he's got enough money to like pay for that? I have no idea how much money he has. Well, <laughs> but like the race is. It's should we, should like, we ask for his tax probably records? Probably making a lot of money. That seems like yeah. an essential cost that you need to. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. I think like I think every, you know, uh, Bobby does put on a great event, and and there's like everybody. 
you know, after Mid-South, it's just like a nonstop like love fest for Mid-South, which is awesome to see. But I don't know. I just feel like nobody has the balls to be like, okay, this this event is great, but also, hey, how about this one aspect that we need to change? So my question is, because this is my first Mid-South, is like, is this event like not as much about the racing as it is about like all the other aspects of it? And that's why like it it doesn't have that component. Yeah, I mean, Bobby has said before that the race is not about the the winners or the leaders. It's about the mid pack finisher. It's about like you know he's the very DFL. much he's very much like full on spirit of gravel guy. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, so maybe that's where the uh, yeah discrepancy is. Yeah, I, I I think that even if you're a mid pack finisher, though, if you have to cross live traffic at the end of your race when you're trying to you know beat your personal best, I mean that is super annoying and also somewhat dangerous yeah yeah i would say that um anyway that's like that's like my one one little little rant from that race otherwise i think it's a great event but yeah um i have a rant actually go for it (laughs) so podcast is all about rants okay so (laughs) at the podium for for the end of the day like they called us up no problem we were there but then they started calling up the age group podiums. So, like, they did the the overall win. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, me and Borselman and Payson. But then, like, then they called up the 30 to 39 podium. Mm-hmm. And I I just didn't, like, I didn't show up for it <laughs> because <laughs> uh-huh. I just, like, thought that it was already over, you know? Yeah. Um. But then Payson and Borselman went up there. <laughs> without me and so i just felt like an idiot because i didn't go up to the podium when i was supposed to but at the same time like i just don't feel like that needs to be a thing i 100 percent agree like i like i, I stood not- behind the crowd and watched the watched my second podium happen and i was just like oh man <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i agree man i don't they don't need a they don't need age groups because, like, the age group people are already, you know, if you're winning, so because they don't separate the pros from, like, they don't have a pro race, and then, if they had a pro race, and then, I don't know, amateur age groups, then you could have amateur age group podiums, but 30 to 39 is going to be the same podium as the normal podium, like, why do you, it's redundant. Yeah, maybe that's why there's no um, blocked intersections, because there's no technical pro race. There's not yeah. technically a pro race. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, no. Unbound, Unbound had the the age groups podiums for a long time too, but now they've got a pro race at Unbound. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, they, I was. They don't have intersections talking, in Unbound. Well, they do have intersections actually. When you're going into town, you have to cross intersections, but they're manned by police for everyone, not just the you know, not just oh. the pros. Like they man the the police man the intersections all day, so. Well, I would assume that that's like probably a pretty big thing in Emporia. Like, what else do you do? Like, those cops probably don't <laughs> have much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could make the same argument for Stillwater, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a college town, so those cops are probably like you know busting on crazy ragers and stuff, confiscating <laughs> drugs. I don't yeah. know what what happened in Emporia. <laughs> sure. Although, doesn't I? I I'm going to butcher this, but doesn't the finish of Unbound go through a college campus as well? Am I crazy here? I think it does. 
I've never done it, so. Okay, no. all right. But it is in the middle of summer, so the kids are not in school. The kids? <laughs> <laughs> the youth. Um, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Lauren DiCrescenzo won the women's race, and I don't know if you guys saw. I think she got topped. I, I, I'm going to. I, I should have looked at the results before we started recording, but I th- I'm pretty sure she got top 20 overall, like amongst the men, she got top 20. Whoa. <laughs> what a hoss. <laughs> that's, and that's and insane, she got man. held up and she got held up by the train. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Train. Uh, dude, <laughs> dude, apparently she was, she was away and then there was a train that like we caught cross a train track and she got held up by the train and then the the women caught back to her, and then she had to drop them again. And let me tell you how long the train was, because my friend Tim Hall was also held up by the train. He said that people that got held up by the train that skipped the aid station went back to the aid station to fill up water bottles, and then went back to the train, and they were still good. Oh my gosh, dude! <laughs> that, so that was the gnarly. that was the pro move. <laughs> Dude, can you man? Can you imagine if, like, in the men's race, if just one dude kind of like got right in front of the train, and then everybody else got screwed? Just, just like slipped <laughs> under the uh, the arms and was just yeah. like, see you, guys, see you later, fuckers. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, that would be the race winning move. It's gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. What uh, what do you got next, Carrie? Pisgah stage race, which for some reason you're not doing. I don't really understand. Why aren't is you it, doing it? Isn't it the same time as uh, Sea Otter? No, it finishes the Saturday before. Yeah, that sounds like good prep for Sea Otter for sure. Why don't you just do it? <laughs> what do you uh, mean? It's five days of XC racing. You're just going to get that VO2 engine all tuned up. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Or I'm just going to get to Sea Otter after having raced five days and then traveling to California and just feel like complete ass. <laughs> Better than looking like complete ass. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to beat me at Sea Otter anyway, so um, yeah, I don't know. You got any special equipment plans for Sea Otter? He's not. Uh, don't, don't, don't say it. I I don't think I do. I don't think I have any weird weird thing up my sleeve for. You're not going to ride like a gravel bike with flat bar mountain bike on <laughs> the bars or some shit like that. No, no, no. And you know pegs. the. Gra- <laughs> You know, the gravel race at Sea Otter is basically the same course as the XC race. Like, they just do it on gravel bikes. Well, the fastest lap last year was set on a gravel bike. Yeah, yeah, I know, which is very, I mean, that's pretty surprising to me because I, I mean, I know that there's some open sections in there, but I would, it seems like there's enough single track that a gravel bike would be slower. Can we rant a bit about Lifetime? Yeah, that is, dude, that's like, that's like half of what we do on this podcast. Okay, so like... (laughs) what is with these i'm air quoting for people that can't see me mountain bike races in the lifetime <laughs> thing yeah like they're, they're not like you, you could do you could literally do it all in fact if i get i'm probably going to take it seriously this year and like try to mm-hmm. do really well but if i do lifetime next year i'm going to do the whole thing on a gravel bike are you going to do are you going to do sea otter on a gravel bike i would not this year why i'll well, just because, like I said, I want to be serious about it, and like, mm-hmm. I don't. Are know. you in the series? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna like you know around. give it the old college try this time, and next year just do just do gravel bike for everything. Drop bars, drop bars or death. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how it would be interesting if uh, 
if like they made it a rule that you had to do the whole thing on the same bike. That would be fun. Yeah. I, I think my only my only issue with that is that I don't want to see lifetime Grand Prix athletes at a disadvantage to non lifetime Grand Prix athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean like different people have different skill sets. Like I think you should be able to race whatever bike you think is the fastest bike for you to race. Mm-hmm. But I gotta say I'm a little disappointed with the the blanket term mountain bike race in this series because uh yeah, not, dude, have have you done Schwamigan? No, but I've done like Iceman. Yeah. Which is I mean, just like Schwamigan without grass. Schwamigan is you're racing on cross country ski trails the whole time. So right. there's no single track in it. And it's better to do on a mountain bike than it is a gravel bike because the grass is really chunky and you know um, yeah, bumpy and stuff bumpy and i mean there were there were even quite a few people on full suspension bikes that race which i think is a fine choice for that race but that'll be me yeah but it's not technical you know what i mean it's just bumpy right yeah it's just like riding in a field yeah um so yeah i mean and then Lendville i'm just surprised is, there's not like a bentonville like proper mountain bike race in the yeah man if they threw in a bentonville race that'd be sweet also i'm I for a national series to not have a single race on the East Coast. Yes, dude, that's my other thing. It's like there is <laughs> not a race east of the Mississippi. Yeah, I know. It, it so you're gonna fly to all of them, or you gonna or drive or camel, whatever you whatever your <laughs> mode of transportation. <laughs> How'd is. you but get to Mid South? I drove, but that was a different situation. I could have flown. Like I, I'm working for bike flights. Anywhere. And so I had to drive the van out because we needed an extra van there for some reason. Oh. Yeah, dude, Kerry was just standing on his feet all day at the expo. <laughs> <laughs> weren't you I saw you weren't you at the expo like all day? Yeah, Not I was man. Man- no, dude, I packed up like with two hours to go. I was like, screw this. <laughs> and he showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, he had Nina set everything up and just like man the tent and then he showed up like <laughs> Got yeah, my so- rice bowl ready. I'm finished my <laughs> bike ride. Yeah, and I had a chair. Yeah, I was jealous as fuck of your chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, dude. I don't know. You need to get a stool or something, man. I'm getting not, one. You come by the Sea Otter tent. I'll be on a stool, guaranteed. Okay. Do you have to drive the van to Sea Otter? No, I fly to Sea Otter. Uh-oh. No, there was like another. There's like another event, like the weekend before Sea Otter in Texas that bike flights wanted to have a van at. And being the new guy, I drew the short straw for driving out to that one. So mm. yeah, it was okay though. I have a bed in the back, and like it's pretty pretty cushy setup. Nice, dude. What if uh, what if like the Pisca 111K was part of the Grand Prix? Just throwing the the gnarliest Pisca mountain bike race. <laughs> That would be I would I would do that or like have O-Ram. You, have you done the one eleven k? No, the one eleven k is seventy. I think it's seventy. It's seventy something miles of Pisca, and it finishes with Lord of Pilot and then all of black, including you know the hike a bike and everything. Oh fuck it's a, yeah! It's it's a gnarly finish to a race, and it takes takes like seven hours to do seventy yeah, miles. That would be a proper one. Are you going to do that this year? Or are you going to sit that one out too? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Carrie? Uh, I've actually never. I've never That's done. What it. I'm asking. <laughs> Carrie's do all the races by your house. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, uh, I, uh, I don't know when it is. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. I'm not going to do O-Ram cause I'm, I'll be in, uh, Colorado, but. O-Ram would be another good one for a lifetime. O-Ram would be a good one. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it'd be cool to do like the 26 mile XC race Saturday and then the O-Ram big pull on Sunday. That'd be a fun weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the issue is that Pisca has a 200 racer limit for any events held in Pisca, uh, which 200 yeah. is not a lot. No. You know? Yeah. Lifetime wouldn't like that. No, they can't make money. On Especially if people. 70, 70 of those riders are already Grand Prix riders. That's only 130 riders that are actually paying money to be there. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Cool. All right. We got anything else to say about Mid-South? Oh, here's another thing. Like, that dirt just fucked my whole kit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's red? Like, I feel really bad for Griffin Easter because he wore, like, his A new white kit, kit is, like, white jersey and white stuff. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That's never going to look the same. Uh, Dude, I have... I had a... I wore a white kit to race like every single race last year. And I just used shout, um, like white socks too. I just use shout and it's sponsored by shout. No, no man. shout. <laughs> Dude, come on. You know, the commercial Scott, it's I like, don't watch TV. It's I like, don't know the commercial. Yeah. But you're, you're like a same age as me. So I knew you watch cable growing up and Carrie, those I'm commercials, the same though. age as you. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? 24. Yeah, but you have too, you have too much face hair for that. Like <laughs> you're old, you're old enough looking. What is shout? It's, it's like detergent. Yeah, you spray it on stuff and it comes out. Oh, look, like here, look. This is my sock from Mid South. Oh, you have it with you. Oh, wow. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see this, dude? See how white that is. All right, I guess I'm that, good. like with you at all times. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got it in my pocket, dude. In case this question comes up, man, just run it, run into somebody on the street, and they're like, "How'd you get your mid south socks so white?" I'll be like, "Look at them." That's a requirement. Shout. Hashtag sponsor me, dude. Fletcher they do. Time. They need to sponsor me, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'm going to get some shout later this afternoon. <laughs> well, dude, bike flights. I mean, do you only have one kit? from them like they two. can afford two they so went they, they're they're doing a logo change i'm getting dude, new stuff before sea otter don't worry about it Dylan. dude so they can they're gonna make you stand all day the day before these races and they're only going to give you two kits for now <laughs> <laughs> they're just testing me out to see like what <laughs> what i'm all about mm. all right what's the deal with kona same contract okay I have a, I have a, it's just like basically i added on this like tight like title sponsorship thing like uh i'm technically like an employee of bike flights not just Mm -hmm. like a racer so yeah i gotcha yeah but it works out well because now i have two contracts i'm making two times as much money which is cool nice afford all those tats (sighs) yeah exactly how much is a tat (laughs) (laughs) it ranges it like you can get one for a hundred bucks and it's probably gonna be shit or you can get one for like I uh, bet you, could, you you sh- you could get like. Have you ever seen the like just the lip outlines like somebody kissing a napkin with lipstick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should get one. You could get one of those, Scott, on your face. Or, yeah, like right behind your ear <laughs> on your neck or something. So that and you, you 
always looked probably, like you just stepped off the podium with the podium girl. <laughs> uh, you probably get one of those for like 80 to 100 bucks. Oh, nice. That's a very but, uh, specific tattoo that you just said for 80 to 100. I mean, you could also well, just get like a little like heart, you know, a tiniest little heart on your, I don't know, on your wrist for probably, I don't know, 50 bucks. Scott looks more like a lip man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get any tats, but. Okay. Why not? I don't know. I've never, just never considered it. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Scott. <laughs> I didn't either. And then I got one. And now I have a lot, so just be careful. Yeah, I, dude, I don't think I'm going to get any during the season because I feel like, I, yeah, I was talking to this with you about at the expo, but I feel like getting tats while racing is probably a bad idea. Either it's going to get infected or I'm going to crash or something bad's going to happen. Uh, but I feel like next off season, it's going to be... It's going to come back with a <laughs> Japanese sumo suit. <laughs> exactly. Do you have to do like maintenance on it after you get it? Like you have to like yeah, you got to change the oil every six thousand miles. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have to like clean it or something, or like put like sunscreen on? Well, it? generally, it is a good idea to clean yourself and put sunscreen on, Scott. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you just leave it. I, yeah, I mean, I guess you just kind of like. It's, it takes like a week and a half to like be normal, like to, to where you don't have to like put lotion on it every day, like aquifer. But then you should always wear sunscreen because I mean, just even if general. you don't, just yeah. But f- especially if you have tats because it is bad for that. Yeah. Wow. And also skin cancer and whatever. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Should we move on to uh, listener questions? Sure. All right. How do you have, how do you have them? This is like live. It's not live, dude. Dylan just makes them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we get so many about tires, because I just want to talk about tires nonstop. Oh, God. <laughs> Scott's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe another question for uh, – this comes from Kyle. Maybe another question for the podcast. I took a week off in August with hopes of getting into Leadville, and me and none of my friends got in. Uh, do you guys have any suggestions on where we should go ride? Uh, I'm guessing during this week off driving from Michigan, debating on snowshoe, West Virginia or Bentonville. Also, we have all bike packing setups. So any recommendations on that? Jesus Christ. The world is your oyster, Kyle. Like <laughs> you've got all the options. Yeah. All right. So what are we thinking? He's got bike packing set up and he's wondering where he should go with all his buddies that didn't get into Leadville. Rockstar Trail, four days, maybe five, depending on your level of fitness, Kyle. It's a bike, 280-mile bike pack route from Harrisonburg, West Harrisonburg, Virginia, to Roanoke, Virginia. And it's proper. There's some really cool single track in there. Dude, I should do that. You should. It's sweet. You should, you should try to get Carrie's uh, FKT. Well, I, didn't, I don't have the FKT on that. because What? Not. Who has it now? Uh, Abe Kaufman. No, no, no. I've never done the FKT on this because it's like, it takes a a day and 18 hours. Oh, fuck that. What was that FKT that you were, you and Logan were talking nonstop about when we were at, uh, that was the, that was the gravel version. So like there's three routes that go Mm -hmm. from Harrisonburg to Roanoke. There's a trail route, a gravel route and a pavement route. 
and I've done them all, but the trail, I mean, I've, I've ridden the trail route, but I haven't like FKT'd the trail route. What's the FKT? A day and 18 hours. Okay. What's the I gravel at? What, what was the gravel FKT for you? 18 and a half. Okay. So we're talking about an extra 24 hours to do the trail version. Yes. Wow. Which is it longer in distance? Only by 30 miles. Okay. Gnarly. When you did the the mountain bike one, did you bring like stuff to sleep or did you stay in like a Yeah, hotel? No, I, I did it like proper backpack bike packing. Like I had everything. Oh. Yeah. It's a it's a it's pretty remote. Like once you leave, I mean there's like you get like one stop a day. Sometimes it's at the end. So Oh, I like a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'll fun though. That. There's a lot of really good trail in there. It makes you want to go back and ride it without all that shit on your bike because it seems more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like doesn't the riding suck when you have all that stuff? Like it's like this would be so much more fun without all this shit. Dude, honestly, the downhills aren't that bad. The downhills actually kind of rip because like when you have all that gear on your bike, the tire like it's like being on an e-bike. Like your tires just hook up so good cuz you got all this like weight and if it's balanced right, it's like all balanced over the bottom bracket so it, it kind of shreds but anytime you have to pedal it sucks so much <laughs> i've never ridden an e-bike so i don't know i haven't either seriously i want to get one here though i mean i've ridden an e-bike in a parking lot but well yeah but that's because you can only pedal like 150 watts if i got one get, here yeah and then if you got an e-bike that'd be ideal actually go faster yeah dude you should e-bikes are dope yeah have you been to have you been to canuga i haven't no it's pretty dope. And then when I'm, whenever I'm at Canuga, just people are blitzing by me on e-bikes wearing yep. like jeans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun. I would definitely rip one at Canuga. I think it'd be a good time, especially if you cut down the amount of uphill time by like half, you know, you could get in way more runs too. I like the idea of like e-bike bike parks where you could like because then you could get like a day like a day of training because you can mm-hmm. pedal up the hill rip down pedal i mean you could do that without an e-bike but yeah but it would you wouldn't get as many runs in yeah yeah um all right next question wait so if this this guy took a week off now in august seems like a lot i think of time. he i think he like you know he's probably got a job where you have to claim your vacation days way in advance and he was thinking he would get into leadville but he didn't Jesus. you know what i mean that's a lot of advance that was like a normal <laughs> job it's like <laughs> like a one month advance is good enough i don't know i dude i don't know what his job is man i have no idea he must be what, what do you do kyle <laughs> <laughs> Also, it sounds like him and all of his friends did the exact same thing. And so they're, none of they're them, all none miners. Of I think they're all miners. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Here's the next question. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. All right. All right. All right. I've raced the Mohican 100K and Shenandoah Mountain 100K. Thinking about doing O-Ram. Just wondering your thoughts on how they compare. Best of luck with your season. See you in Bentonville in October. This seems like a good question for you because I've never done O-Ram. You, dude, you haven't done O-Ram? I know. Why not? Well, earlier in my mountain biking career, it always conflicted with mountain bike nationals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, this year, did you see that this year mountain bike nationals conflicts with Crusher? Yeah, I'm not going to Crusher. You're going to do mountain bike nationals? 
Yeah, dude, it's tw- it's it's at Bear Creek, which is where I won U twenty three, and then got second yep. the next year in elite. So it's like, I mean, it's a good course for you because it's like East Coast technical stuff that oh, you're yeah. good at. You know what I mean? And it's going to be humid as fuck, and yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait till all the Colorado guys come out and they're like, I can't breathe. It's too <laughs> too much oxygen and humidity. Well, see, here's the thing: is I don't know if the Colorado guys will come out because it'll probably be a crusher. I know it's so lame. Fucking like goddamn West Coast, man. Man, I you know I was planning to go to Crusher, but now you're kind of convincing me that maybe I should give XC another XC Nationals another shot. Yeah, you know I think it's worth another shot. Didn't you do like terrible at Crusher last year too? Yeah, Crusher was not a good race for me. <laughs> it was a really bad. I mean, I did just you know not to make excuses, but I did just have COVID like two weeks before Crusher. Oh but. yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Dude, Crusher sounds awful for anybody that doesn't live yeah, at altitude. Yeah, it sounds like shit. Don't do that. Yeah, it's like Crusher is like you start with an hour hour long climb that goes from six thousand to ten thousand feet, and then you descend down and you do a tiny little loop at the bottom, and then you do an hour and a half long climb back up to ten thousand feet. Yep, I'm going to mountain bike national. <laughs> like it's like definitely a, it's definitely like a Howard Grotz. Like it's you know. It's like the perfect course for Howard Grotz. You know what I mean? Just altitude climbing. Yep. I've only got one of those in a year, and I think I'm just going to bank on it being Leadville. Yeah. Have you done Leadville? Never. Yeah. If it wasn't for a lifetime, I never would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like there are a lot of people in Lifetime that say that about multiple events in the series. Like Unbound. I know a lot of people that are like, I wouldn't be doing Unbound if it wasn't. Same. <laughs> I would never do Unbound. I would do the 100. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's another thing. Next year, if I have to do Lifetime, I'm going to try to make the 100 like really popular. Get a lot of fast guys, show up to the 100. Just okay. be done in like four hours. <laughs> well, but if you're in Lifetime, they're not going to count the 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> It'd be more of a political statement. Yeah. Um, I forgot what this guy's question is. What was he even asking? Oh, we haven't answered zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he's asking O-Ram. about he's asking about O-Ram and how it compares to Mohican and Shenandoah. It is nothing like Mohican at all. Mohican's like rolling hills, kinda. Well, like rolling steep hills. O-Ram is you're gonna you're gonna climb for a really long ass time, and then there's gonna be really technical descending. I mean, it's kind of like Shenandoah, but the descents are more technical. And honestly, I think that it's a it's a bit like Shenandoah, where there's going to be long climbs and then long technical descents. That's what it's like. Yeah, like one really long climb, right? Yeah. Um, and then that descent, uh, I don't know how long it takes. Sorry about but, that. I mean, you're almost you're almost more smoked at the bottom of that descent than you are at the top of that climb. Um, just like the arm pump and everything, because it's so freaking long. <sighs> And then all the spectators are at like the rock cropping at the bottom and they're, they're all watching you. Make sure you don't make a mistake when your freaking arms are about to, yeah. When your arms are about to explode. Um, so yeah, it's similar to, it's similar to the Shenandoah 100 is what I would say. Uh, more technical though. Hey, um, I've got to jump off here, guys. Thanks for having all me right, on man. the pod. Cool. Yeah. Good to see you, Scott. Anytime. If you want to jump on, just let us know. <laughs> I hope your <laughs> knee gets better. Dude, it's good, it's good for us to see Scott too, man. He uh he's literally got his face on the thing of this podcast, and he's he's only been on like five episodes this year. 
All right. I'll see. I'll see you. Bye, right, man. We'll see you. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Do I have any more questions? There's a lot more questions on the email. Um, Dude, just wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. We've been talking for like long yeah. ass time. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, okay. I got one more question. What's up with the shoes you used for Mid-South? I actually you just got want to talk about your shoes. <laughs> this is the last. So no, that's the okay, last I, question. I'm interested to what you are. You? Yeah, what do you wear? Road pedals. Yeah, I did road pedals. Road um, shoe. Yeah, road shoe. Uh, so the shoes that I wore for Mid South are the supplest Aero shoe. Have you seen this? Oh my god. No. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why more shoe companies aren't doing an like you have arrow everything, right? You've got skin suits, you've got arrow helmet, you've got arrow frame, you've got arrow handlebars, you've got arrow wheels, arrow, 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 arrow. It's like everything in road cycling is arrow right now, right? Arrow, arrow socks, arrow gloves. Why? Why aren't more companies doing arrow shoes? I feel like that What's makes arrow sense. About the shoe, it's a shoe. Look it up. Look up supplest arrow shoe. I'll I'll look. You're gonna take too long. I'll, I'll look it up. It's uh, I got it. You got it. Do you see it? I think so. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Um, so it's a, wait, how does it how does it tighten? Okay. So here for people that are watching this on YouTube, there. You see that? All right. <laughs> so so basically, what this shoe looks like is it looks like a completely smooth shoe with just one zipper, right? Um. So it looks it looks. Like, it doesn't have any boa dials, it doesn't have any laces, it doesn't have any ratchets, right? All of that stuff is making the shoe less aerodynamic. It's just completely smooth all the way around with one zipper up the front. Under that zipper is laces. So it's a lace shoe, but the laces are hidden by the zipper. But laces suck. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, I guess. I I, kind of prefer boas because, you know, you can adjust boas on the fly. I guess you couldn't. You'd have to like unzip this and then adjust it. I mean, you can't. You can't adjust lace shoes on the fly. You know what I mean? No, but even if it had boas under there, it's still it's still covered in the zipper, so it's like yeah, still harder. Yeah. Uh, I had a shoe once that had the boa on the heel. Yeah, Bontrager. Yeah, the Bontragers. That's smart. Just one boa for the whole. It was shoe. one boa, but it was like kind of hard to like get it tight enough, like to twist it tight mm-hmm. enough. And then, like, if you had anything, like, like if you put sunscreen or something on your hands, and then, like, it was, you couldn't get your shoes tight enough. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a good idea, because then you're putting the boa in a place where, you know, it's presumably not going to catch wind as much. Um, so, what shoes are you on now? North Wave. Is that a team sponsor? Uh, yeah. But we, oh, I think dude, we, actually, actually, hold well, on. We can use whatever shoes. We just... Okay. Get them. Did you end it? <laughs> all right, all right, I'm ending it. 